A very good evening to our wonderful attendees. My name is Marvin. I'd like to thank you for tuning into my very first LinkedIn audio event titled Self-Care and Great Expectations. I will share about the topic for the first 15 minutes or so before opening up to the floor for listeners to join us in our conversations. This audio event is about 30 minutes and I hope we can benefit from this exchange of thoughts and ideas. Many of us here are busy professionals, so please give ourselves a pat on the back for taking the time to care for others and most importantly, ourselves by listening and exchanging thoughts and ideas that can inspire us. Today, Channel News Asia published an article about a survey conducted across Singapore indicating 80% of senior leaders are thinking about resigning in the next two years. The great resignation phenomenon has caught the senior leadership too. Mental well-being and self-care matters to all of us. So what is self-care? Self-care is about inculcating behaviors which can deliver holistic well-being through individual choices from food, sleep patterns, relaxation and activities that allow one to unwind. What self-care also means is to set boundaries to protect our emotional and physical well-being, as well as seeking support when we feel that help is needed. When we are able to put these actions, activities, and beliefs in place, we are setting in place the criteria for our journey towards happiness. In order for us to achieve the state of happiness from self-care, it involves mindfulness. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is self-awareness, which requires us to regularly check in on ourselves, re-evaluate our state of mind, as well as the activities that we are engaging with. Are these activities aligned to our values? Do they resonate with our happiness? The last thing we want is to fizz out like a candle and suffer negative health effects like a burnout. Sometimes we wonder how our parents actually do it and manage everything. Likewise, our parents may sometimes look at us and wonder why their children, us, are struggling. A few decades ago, life wasn't so hectic with fewer distractions, so it was easier to focus on the expectations of work and life. Comparatively, today's life certainly offers more activities more opportunities, more possibilities, and inevitably, more distractions, more temptations, and pitfalls too. A world full of possibilities is also a world full of complexities. For some of us, we are trying to live the exciting life of today while meeting the expectations that we grew up with. My dad is a sole breadwinner, and I grew up with the idea that a man can shoulder the responsibility of making ends meet. Back in their days, apartments, houses were more affordable and jobs were more stable for the baby boomers era. While it's easier said than done, we may not realize the variables have changed. For example, people are marrying late, which means energy levels to care for children aren't as high as our parents who married earlier in their days. There weren't many sports to play compared to now. 
Today we have skydiving, blading, mixed martial arts, and etc. We have technically more things to try out before we find our niche. And here we are, more possibilities, but in it, much more complexities as well. Happiness and success is right here. There are many ways to get to them, but if we aren't sure about getting what we want, then we certainly will be spending lots of times trying everything out before we get settled. Recently, I wrote this quote, take care of ourselves and the rest will take care of themselves. What does this sentence mean? Take care of ourselves and the rest will take care of themselves. This sentence is essentially about self-care. If we are able to provide the best self-care for ourselves, then we are in a better capacity to care for others. In most instances, people around us can generally care for themselves quite well. This gives us a good reason to just slow down and take care of our own needs. Of course, some of us might be perturbed by the very idea of having to provide for our spouse, our children, and our parents. These are values that we hold dear to or we have been brought up with. Some of us have the means to provide for others. Some of us don't because we might be at a stage where our resources are limited and we may have dependents like children, spouse, or parents that we have to care about. What are great expectations? We know expectations are the us from someone to us. Adding the word great will mean it's a big request. Great Expectations is also an award-winning novel by Charles Dickens, published in 1861, revolving around a character's life, love, and pursuit of wealth. Life, love, and the pursuit of wealth sounds like something that we can relate to, except that the relationships around us are many and much more complex than the above aspects mentioned. Is this web of complexity that creates more possibilities and yet more permutations? How is this so? Let's relate this to the evolution of mail. In the past, snail mail took days or months to reach a person and efforts to send mass mails were a matter of multiplying the same activity. A hundred mails mean a hundred letters, a hundred envelopes, and a hundred stamps. Today, emails are one too many and they happen in a matter of split seconds. What used to be an ordinary work week from nine to five has been radically changed by the invention of mobile and smartphones. We can reach anyone at any time and boundaries of work life are blurred. When I first got married, both my wife and I had full-time jobs and we were worried our kids were not getting the care and attention from us. My wife resigned and I became the sole breadwinner. I thought to myself, if my dad can do it, I can do it too. However, I realized the variables then and now were very different. What this means is everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's growing up environment is also different. Hence, the different values too. To quote an example, some people are hardworking. 
they will try doubly hard to make things happen and to fit into society's demands. Some are competitive and may not hesitate to hurt others for survival because that was the kind of environment they grew up in. While we think we figured out how work, life or happiness should be, it may not be the case. We could just be living another person's dream to drive a sports car, live in a mansion, own a yacht or a ranch, when all we wanted was just to have our daily walk at the beach and do volunteer work to bring smiles to people around us. The media does a wonderful job of telling us what a desirable life should be. Romantic comedies, movies, love dramas, tell us what love or wedding ceremony should be like. Head over feels when instead, love is just simple and platonic as waking up to do breakfast together and holding hands at our own pace. It's great entertainment, but we may not realize how it's affecting us subconsciously on the difference between fantasy and reality. I call this the embedded expectations. Embedded expectations are our own subconscious programming and not an external us from another party. Many times, these embedded expectations can be done away with to improve our own self-care, our own sanity, and our work life and balance. For example, this young husband wanted regular visits and gatherings with his family because he grew up in an environment where friends and cousins hang out on a weekly basis. However, his young wife sees the importance of gathering, but not on a weekly basis. The embedded expectations of the young husband would think he is doing a disservice or being a disappointment to his friends and cousins. The friends and cousins never did exert pressure or expect anything from him. The pressure or expectations are coming from within himself. Can the young husband have lesser gatherings or even do without them? The answer is yes. The fact is we all have a choice. The right choices matter in making our lives better. In another instance, embedded expectations wreak havoc for a newly immigrated engineer who grew up in a politically turbulent country before moving to his adopted country for work. The scarce resources meant he had to do what he had to do to survive at work. The environment molded him to micromanage and anticipate all possible disagreements, obstacles or threat to his work. Did the young engineer have a choice to collaborate and accept ideas or opinions that differ from his? Yes, he has a choice. But his embedded expectations to survive took precedence and his subconscious mind acted out his pre-programmed actions. The question to ask ourselves is, would the embedded expectations take a mental toy on the person just like external expectations from our boss, spouse, children, parents, and colleagues? The answer is yes. And it's not easily discovered if we do not cultivate self-care to reflect on our actions and work. The busy schedule of many professionals juggling work, technology conveniences, and other activities make it difficult to find time to reflect and think about our current state of well-being. This brings us back to the topic of self-care and great expectations. How do we become better versions of ourselves? We can ask ourselves questions to clarify our thoughts of our current state of mind. Questions like, are we happy? 
is work too overwhelming? Or am I too busy? What activities make me happy? What is my purpose in life? Who are the people that I spent the most time with in my life? Where does the pressure come from? It's good to do journaling and record our thoughts on paper. The action of writing delivers thoughts into memories and adjust them into our subconscious mind. Let's summarize what we have discussed. Self-care involves the cultivation of positive behaviors and they require positive reinforcement to become habits. Self-care requires us to set boundaries so that we have me time. Boundaries from setting up quiet time during the workday to respecting our colleagues after work hours just as they would respect ours. When it comes to expectations, expectations are both embedded and external. We have control over our embedded expectations, but it requires effort to actually understand what we are doing. External expectations come from our boss, our spouse, our children, and our parents. And it is all about managing relationships. Most importantly, we must be aware that our choice of words and reactions will trigger different outcomes. Some outcomes will be better than others. A good choice of words, a moment to pause, and a time to respond can make a whole world of difference to others' expectations of us. Recently, I had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with my dad, and he mentioned, Son, looking back, I didn't know how I managed to go through life bringing up both you and your sister, along with the great expectations, challenges, and all the pressures in life. But I managed to pull things through eventually. That was his words to me in a recent dinner conversation. Life will find a way. We will find a way too. I've come to the end of my sharing, so let's open up the conversations to the floor. Thank you for being with me. If anyone has anything to share, please let me know. I'll just put you into the, I'll just unmute and put you into the conversation as well. Hey, hi, Christina. Hi, Leonard. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Eric. Thanks for joining. So no questions at the moment. Okay, there's something that I learned recently. I, if you have been following me on LinkedIn, I've been sharing that I've been attending yoga sessions uh, on a regular basis before I injured my right foot. There was a conversation with uh, the rest of the yoga classmates. And I think some of us were sharing about the difficulties in life, you know, the challenges that we face the relationship struggles that we might have. Um, I think for instances where we, we can't seem to understand the other party, like in this instance, um, when it comes to my children, 
I think I have, uh, I'm quite tolerant with them. I, I mean, I, I love them, I'm told on them. And sometimes when it comes to working things out with my wife, I think there's always different ways because we are brought up differently. We have different values, but we are together as a couple. So I was sharing that to, to my young classmates. I mean, for my two boys, uh, I will do as much as possible for them. And if I have to bear with whatever things that I have to deal with in life, I will bear and endure, tolerate everything when it comes to work, life, and rest of the relationships. So one of the, the more seasoned yoga classmates, I think he's, he's a lady, she's about like uh, in her 50s. So I said, no, no, Marvin, um, you don't have to tolerate all of this. You don't have to tolerate. And she kept repeating, you don't have to tolerate. It's not necessary to tolerate, not necessary to endure. So I, I couldn't quite understand what she mentioned. And it was only when I reached home and giving thoughts about what she actually mentioned, uh, you, I don't actually have to tolerate. I don't actually have to endure. Because these words are actually trying to deal with the suffering. So what I understood after that conversation with her is we just have to embrace. We just have to embrace everything and everyone. So we have a positive mindset. We, we look at things in, in a positive manner. Whatever things that happen, it happens for a reason. It is to my good. It is something that I'm gathering feedback about that can improve my life. So that's the kind of perspective that we should all have that I, I actually learned at a point of time that I should learn to embrace everybody. So that, that was a, a big learning for me that day. And for a period of time during the COVID period, I think we, we seldom interact with uh, people around us. We are all at home. So even before that, before the pandemic happened, I was pretty much just work family, work family, work family. I didn't have a social life. I kind of like miss my many of my friends. I mean, today some of very close friends whom I know for many years are in this listening session as well. Um, thankful for them to be here. I wasn't able to, to socialize with them because of the kind of time dedicated to work, the, the time of time dedicated to my children and my family. Okay, uh, Iman has something to speak. Just give me a moment. Hey, hi, Iman. I just, uh, I. Thank you so much. Yeah, hi. Um, I, I think you've mentioned like two important um, aspects or two, two important things here. So the first part you mentioned earlier was um, tolerance in case uh, like, you know, or no tolerance. Um, and the fact that, you know, um, we, we do not have to like tolerate difficult people or difficult situations. We always have a choice towards that. And then the second thing you mentioned was towards like embracing and um, you know, embracing, for example, you know, other people and having that kind of ability. So I am going through a situation right now, like, you know, with a very difficult person and it's a very difficult manager, let's say. So how do we, for example, like use the both, like both of the um, aspects, embrace and tolerate or, or not tolerate, um, like to our benefit. And I think to some, to some extent, both are contradicting. Mm. Um, so, so just wanted to clarify that. So, uh, okay, I think you mentioned a very real scenario over here. I think we, 
there are few people that revolve around our lives. Bosses are, are one. Our managers are definitely one key person that we actually talk to on almost on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis. So some realization is we, we do have our own individual values. I mean, we, we grew up with certain understanding of how the world works and how things should be conducted and how things should be done. So when our managers talk to us, they have certain tasks for us to do. I mean, we, we do it to our best of abilities. The, the, the situation arises when there's a difference in, in terms of values. And that's where the disagreement comes in as in how should we approach about the topic. So as much as possible, I mean, we, we do what we can. But at the end of the day, the disagreement, most of the time, is always on the subject or the matter itself. It is still important for us to get along with our managers or our colleagues and embrace them for who they are. If the word embrace sounds too contradicting, I think we just have to accept them for who they are. So just now I quoted the, the instance whereby the newly immigrated young engineer, he grew up in a very competitive environment and it was an environment where if we want to succeed, we want to go up higher in the ladder, we just have to do what it takes to, you know, sometimes hurt people. So that, that is the kind of environment that they grew up in. They, they don't have much of a choice. It was a matter of survival. So if we look at people, we take, we take a step back and look at people for who they are. They are all humans. They are, we are all trying to make the best of everything. And sometimes our values may not be aligned because, I mean, this is, this is a big world. We have different cultures from different societies. So it is something that it took me many years to learn and figure out. And what matters most is we are experiencing this on a daily basis. We are learning new things. And when things don't make sense, at least we can't figure out, have a chat, have a conversation with uh, mentors or people around who definitely have uh, wisdom, wiser than us, and they can probably give us some light. It, it takes it takes a while. I think we, we need to reflect about life. Sometimes we do journaling, we write down, and then that's when we, we know that we have this question in mind and we can ask others for help. Yeah. So I, I hope that helps, Iman. It does. Um, can you please also share um, the yoga classes you talked about earlier? Oh, sure. Uh, the yoga classes, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll keep in mind. I, I'll privately message you about the, the yoga classes. I think they do have some classes uh, online as well. And uh, it, could, it could be something that can be enlightening to, to all of us over here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Iman. Thanks for sharing your question. So again, conversations open to the floor and definitely we do have expectations from our boss, our spouse, our children and our parents, friends, friends who probably are missing our time when we are committed to a family. We have less of a social time with all of them. So sometimes they wonder how are we doing? So I think it's important to, to maintain the kind of relationship for a period of time I was really very busy with work and work consumed me. My family time consumed me as well. And I didn't quite realize that I was being consumed because I was so busy that I didn't have time to reflect. And so that, that's something that I think many busy professionals are, 
having and experiencing this challenge. I mean, just like today's China News Asia indicated 80% of senior leaders in Singapore are thinking of resigning in the next two years. So mental well-being and self-care definitely matters these days. And we may not even realize we, we need help. So I think it is important to reflect regularly, sometimes on a daily basis. And when events happen, uh, especially unhappy, unhappy events, take time off, think about it, go for a run, go for a jog. Sometimes just walking and trekking. For me, I, I trek sometimes on Sundays with uh, very senior people. They are much older than me. They share with me their life experiences and some of the challenges and how they actually deal with many of these questions that we have in mind. I think over time, we, we accumulate a lot of uh, negativity. So we really need to sweat it out, work it out, talk to people, get it out from our system and experience the kind of happiness and the kind of uh, um, friendship that we can potentially have that are actually small things that delight us, make us happy in life. Hey, uh, Ting, uh, let me put you online. Hi Ting, yeah, good to go. You can speak now. Hello. Hey, hi, Marvin. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for the um, hosting this and the, the opening. I think it's good that you pointed out some questions to ask ourselves to reflect whether we are caring adequately for ourselves. Because I think, like you mentioned, a lot of us are so consumed by work and other expectations of us that sometimes we don't realize that our needs are being neglected. So one thing that I actually um, found useful for myself when I was close to burnout was asking myself, what needs of mine are not being met in my current lifestyle? And when I was close, or when I was in the early days of uh, being a solopreneur, I was actually quite close to burnout. And I was actually um, consumed by work. And then the pandemic was, I mean, was happening. And then there was a lot of things that were closed. La. You can't really do a lot of activities. And being someone that uh, needs to always explore and have new experiences, I, I wasn't doing that and I basically neglected fulfilling this need of mine, which is to explore and have new experiences. So now I make sure that I include three days where I actually go out and seek new experiences just to keep myself energized and in an inspired state, basically. So I find that this is a good question to ask ourselves when we are actually feeling really tired and burnt out. What is it that we are lacking in our current lifestyle and how do we go about fulfilling that need? Mm, yes. So think, yeah. thanks Thanks for sharing. I think the, the question is really what is missing in our lives and what can actually make us happy and more satisfied. And sometimes yeah. really we are too busy to even ask ourselves that question. I mean, then we have like a, a page full or two pages full of tasks to accomplish. And we just kind of miss out that are, are we living other people's life or are we living our own lives? Yeah. So definitely questions, I think we begin a better clarity in life by asking the right questions and making the right choices. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we have reached 8.30. Maybe if uh, we can, is there someone who wants to ask anything? Uh, we can have a conversation together. So if there isn't, then I will 
close the session. Thank you for listening to my first LinkedIn audio event and thank you for participating. Please visit my website, marvinfu.com for more resources and ideas for a better living. Feel free to send me an email at marvin at marvinfu.com or message me via LinkedIn, which we are all members in. Love and be kind to ourselves. We are our best customers. This is Marvin and I will see you around. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here with all of us. Thank you for this wonderful evening, morning or afternoon to all of you in different time zones. Thank you. Hey, Susanto, good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Good night. Bye-bye.